This is Elites Radio, offering you a helping hand in your journey towards the fullness of life. Elites Global Community welcomes you here. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We're so glad that you're tuning in. Bear with us and be blessed. As we continue our series on fullness of life, we will learn the principles that we must live by in our spiritual journey of living towards the fullness of life one by one. Last time, we studied on how to experience the fullness of life. The first principle that we learned was acknowledge that Jesus Christ came to save us from our sins and He alone can give us the fullness of life as a result of following Him. Now, we will learn on how to accept or receive His gift of salvation. Firstly, we will learn about gift. According to GodQuestions.org, gift, when it comes to the matter of our salvation, the New Testament writers use different Greek words that emphasized the gracious and absolutely free gift or free quality of gift. Here are the two words most commonly used for the gift of salvation. The first is Dorea. It spells out D-O-R-E-A, meaning a free gift. This word lays particular stress on the gratuitous nature of the gift. It is something given above and beyond what is expected or deserved. Every New Testament occurrence of this word is related to a spiritual gift from God. It is what Jesus offers to the Samaritan woman at the well in John 4.10. It is called the free gift in Romans 5.15. It is the unspeakable or indescribable gift in 2 Corinthians 9.15. This gracious gift is identified as the Holy Spirit in Acts 2.38. Let me emphasize this. This gracious gift is identified as the Holy Spirit in Acts 2.38. The adverb form of this word is Dorian, translated freely. In Matthew 10 verse 8 or second and second Corinthians 11 7 and Revelation 21 6 and 22 17 in Romans 3 chapter 24 immediately following God's pronouncement of our guilt we have this use of Dorian it says being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus the gift of salvation is free, and the motive for the gift is nothing more than the grace of the giver. The second word is charisma, C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A, meaning a gift of grace. This word is used to define salvation in Romans 5:15 to 16 also in Romans 6.23. 
for the wages of sin is death, but the gift or charisma of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The same word is used in conjunction with the gifts of the Spirit received after salvation. It was stated in Romans 12.16 and 1 Timothy 4.14. Obviously, if something is a gift of grace, it cannot be earned. To work for something is to deserve it, and that would produce an obligation or a gift of debt, as it were. That is why works destroy grace. Romans 4, 1-5 and Romans 11, 5-6 When presenting salvation, the New Testament writers carefully choose words that emphasize grace and freedom. As a result, the Bible could not be more clear. Salvation is absolutely free. The, the true gift of God in Christ and our only responsibility is to receive the gift by faith. John 1.12, John 3.16, and in Ephesians 2 verses 8-9. to Secondly, what does salvation mean? The word salvation is defined as the act of being delivered, redeemed, or rescued. The Bible tells us that since the fall of Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, which is known as the fall of man, its person is born in sin inherited from Adam. Sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all men, because all sin. Romans 5.12 Sin is what causes all of us to die, or spiritual death. Sin separates us from God, and sin distances us, each person, to eternal separation from Him in hell. What each of us needs are to be delivered from that sinful state. In other words, we need salvation from sin and its penalty. How to receive the gift of salvation? It is to be received by faith. Most religions throughout history have taught that salvation is achieved by good works. Others teach acts of contrition, saying we are sorry along with living a moral life is the way to atone for our sin. Sorrow over sin is, certain, is certainly valuable and necessary, but that alone will not save us from sin. He say it again, that that alone, or being sorry or sorrow over sin will not give you salvation from sin. We may repent of our sins, also valuable and necessary, and determined to never sin again, but salvation is not the result of good intentions. The road to hell, as the saying goes, is paved with good intentions. We may fill our motives with good works, but even one sin makes us a sinner in practice. And we are already sinners by nature. No matter how well-intentioned or good we may be, the fact is that we simply do not have the power or the goodness to overcome the sin nature 
we have inherited from Adam. We need something more powerful and this is where grace comes in. The grace of God is His undeserved favor bestowed on those He has called to salvation through His love. In Ephesians 2 verses 4 to 5. It is His grace that saves us from sin. We are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. Being justified, we are vindicated and determined to be sinless in the eyes of God. Our sin no longer separates us from Him and no longer sentences us to hell. Grace is not earned by any effort on our part, otherwise it could not be called grace. Grace is free. If our good works earned salvation, then God would be obligated to pay us our due. But no one can earn salvation. No one can earn heaven and God's blessings are not His obligation. They flow from His goodness and love. No matter how diligently we pursue works to earn God's favor, we will fail. Our sin trips us up every time. By the deeds of the law, no flesh will be justified in His sight. Romans 8.20 The means God has chosen to bestow His grace upon us is through faith. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Hebrews 11.1 Salvation is obtained by faith in God's Son, Jesus Christ, in what He has done specifically his death on the cross and his resurrection. But even faith is not something we generate on our own. Faith as well as grace is the gift of God. He bestows saving faith and saving grace upon us in order to redeem us from sin and deliver us from its consequences. So, God saves us by his grace through the faith he gives us. Both grace and faith are gifts. Salvation belongs to the Lord. Psalms 3, 9, 3, 8 By grace, we receive the faith that enables us to believe that He has sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross and provide the salvation we cannot achieve on our own. Jesus, as God is flesh in flesh, is the author and perfecter of our faith. Believing that Jesus is God incarnate who died on the cross to pay the penalty of our sins and was resurrected is not enough. Even demons believe in God and acknowledge this, those facts. James 2.19 We must personally and fully sit on the chair of the salvation that Jesus Christ has provided. This is saving faith. The faith God requires of us for salvation is belief in what He accomplished and fully trusting in Jesus for that salvation, Acts 16.31. Biblical faith is always accompanied by repentance, Mark 1.15 and Matthew 21.32. Conclusively, in order to receive God's gift of salvation, we must believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. Fully trusting Jesus Christ alone for the salvation and repentance of all our sins. And repentance is something God gives. Repentance results in a change in behavior. Biblical repentance is changing your mind about your sin. No longer sin, something to toy with. It is something to be forsaken as we flee 
from the coming wrath. Matthew 3:7. It is also changing mind about Jesus Christ. No longer he or is he to be mocked, discounted or ignored. He is the savior to be clung. He is the Lord to be worshipped and adored. We can receive salvation from God by fully trusting Christ finished work on the cross and repenting of all our sinful ways. That's all for now. Thank you for listening. As this episode ends, LA's Global Community reminds you of this truth. Now all has been heard. Here is the conclusion of the matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of men. For God will bring every deed into judgment, including every hidden thing, whether it is good or evil. Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verses 13 to 14 in the New International Version. The Lord will send blessings on your barns and on everything you put your hand to. Since you have decided to follow Jesus Christ, keep on following Him faithfully and say, No turning back. To God be all the glory forever and ever.